Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Diverse Thinkers Podcast. This is Craig Gemmel here talking to you from the conference room in the academic building. It is today, uh, October 27th, about 3.30 in the afternoon, and I am really lucky to have four wonderful student guests with me today. Sydney Caldwell, class of 21, is a lifer from Charlotte, North Carolina. She's in her third year at Brewster and is very interested in journalism. Welcome, Sydney. Thank you. And also have to her left, Lara Given, also class of 21 from Marblehead, Mass. She will be 18 in May, we noticed that. And she is a lifer from Tower School and is a field hockey player. And I also know she's a skier because she and I have gone skiing together. And to my left is Jack Miller, class of 21 from Ocean, New Jersey, who's a postgraduate and a prep basketball player who is registered to vote in New Hampshire. And that'll come up uh, in a little bit. And welcome, Jack. What's up, everyone? And finally, we have Zaire Wade, also class of 21. He's from Sherman Oaks, California, and he is a proud member also of the prep basketball team and is uh, and lives in Sargent, I believe, with Jack, and he is registered to vote in New Hampshire, and we're going to come back to that as well. So thank you all for coming. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk uh, about voice. Uh, and we're going to talk about voice a little bit because we find ourselves in a really interesting time in this com- in this community, a really t- interesting time in this culture, a really interesting time in this world. We know that this is a time of great political tension. We also know that this is a time where we, as a species, are fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. We also know that uh, we are facing an, an election. And all three of those uh, phenomena are driving people apart. They're driving people apart physically. They're driving people apart emotionally. And collectively, these three challenges that we're facing as, uh, as a species are, are placing us in a difficult place. And yet we are here. We are together at Brewster. And we talk a lot about community at Brewster. We also talk uh, this year in specifics, uh, given the theme of the year is connection, about how we are connecting with each other. An awful lot of how we have chosen to connect is to be real with each other, to have challenging, compassionate conversations with each other across difference as a way of working our way through COVID, working our way through a politically divided world, working our way through a racially divided world. And as, as, as a shining example of our success is that we have had some bumpy times this year uh, as a community. And I'm thrilled, actually, that we've had some bumpy times as a community. Why? Because we are working through differences compassionately, We're helping kids to learn how to engage in discourse in ways that are humane. And most importantly, we are making progress. We are gaining on the ideal of a community in which everyone is included, everyone is respected and respectful, and everyone is responsible, those being the core values. So I want to turn it over to all of you, and let's just talk about what it's been like to be in this community and how you've been kind of expressing your voice in this community this year. Yeah, I mean, um, this year has definitely been different from any other year I've been here um, due to COVID and things like that. Um, 
But to find my voice personally, I think it's just start by having conversations. I think it's important to um, learn from others and talk to other people um, about what they think and hear their voice and definitely to keep an open mind while doing so. Um, I think trying to like stay educated and like be just kind of like as open-minded as possible has definitely like helped me to find my voice and keep my voice and um you know continuously um evolve like my beliefs and things like that and can you think i said let me put you on the spot can you think of an example of a conversation you've had where you've kind of entered with a difference of opinion and maybe you've moved maybe the other person has moved and you've felt like you've really grown from that this year um, I think, yeah. So in my, uh, my current issues class, um, if there is a really prominent current issue that comes up, we usually debate it. And I did get in, um, a little bit of like a debate with one student in particular. And, you know, at first I was super like overwhelmed with passion of what I wanted to talk about. Um, but then I remembered, you know, if I'm not like I would only be talking to hear myself speak and then I need to put myself in their shoes and their perspective. Um, and I think that that helped me a lot because it made me understand that, you know, although like what I believe is right, like that um, I should also be open to what other people believe, because at that time they had said something that kind of made me realize, well, they have a different experience for me. And, like, that's what makes their belief, like, in their voice, their voice. And, like, um, that I should, you know, clearly respect and support it. And it even almost, like, changed me a little bit of the kind of the topic that we were debating about. That's amazing. Thank you. And, and it seems like when we really dig into this matter of uh, creating a community in which everyone feels included, a lot of that is about understanding each other's stories as a way first to build understanding and then to build empathy. And I'm really curious, any of you, have you had any of those moments? Both of you guys are new. I'm looking at both of our postgraduates here. Have you, ha have you had some interactions that have changed you? Um, I would say if anything, I've had some interactions that changed me for the better so far. Um, just with being, like she said, open-minded and coming from a different background. And um, I know that like like Jack is from New Jersey and everyone's coming from different places. So we're all new and this is a new experience. So just coming to, you know, just be open-minded and, 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 and just being an ear first instead of talking, it just really helped me to get to know people and really seeing that people wanted to get to know me for me and things like that. So good. Good. Thank you. How about you, Jack? So, um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of coming from a public school where like, um, you know, I wasn't in the biggest town. And so a lot of the people have, you know, a lot of the same beliefs and people around the uh, towns also had some pretty same beliefs. So being able to see um, and spend time, like my roommates from Nebraska, one of the closest guys on the team is from like Northern California. So it's just really, you know, interesting to see all these different views in one place. And I think that's what's really cool about Brewster and being at a uh, school where you get kids from all over. You even have some Thai students that are, love learning about some stuff going on and, and are actually like passionate about things going on in a country that is 12, 24 hours away from them, which I think is really cool. And just seeing everyone coming together as a community 
from all these different backgrounds has really, you know, uh, been an eye-opening experience for me. Thank you. And Laura, I've got to turn it to you because you are the one lifer in this room, and that means that Laura was here as a freshman and now as a senior. And I'm curious about, you might not see this in yourself, but I, I, I knew you were in, when you were in eighth grade. I talked to you about Brewster, and I remember that vividly. And, and there is a, you are different. I, I'm wondering what role this matter of kind of teaching other people about you and learning about other people, what role has that played for you? And how has it changed you, do you think? I think it's definitely changed me because I've just grown as a person from all the other experiences that I've seen through here. Because like they were saying, there's so many people from so many different backgrounds. And then coming together, I'm able to see different perspectives, put myself in their shoes, see their perspectives, and try to understand it better. And it's definitely made me grow, grow as a person because I came from a very small town where everything was kind of like one way of thinking, but then coming here, there's multiple ways of thinking. So I think it's helped me grow because I've just seen different perspectives and I've, I've been able to put myself in their shoes and then help my perspectives grow as well and help my opinions grow in that way. So this is, yeah, and this is good. I mean, I think we have what, what would be uh, termed data saturation. All of you feel like you have grown and helped other people grow by virtue of engaging in meaningful, constructive relationships, right? That's good. Like those are the things that need to happen in the community. Let's drop a, a couple bombs in here. We have got uh, in how many days? Uh, five days. We are five days away from a huge national presidential election. And if you have all of these diverse opinions as a result of diverse experiences, and yet you also have a set of values that the school holds. How has it gone when people have been talking in current events class, for example, Sydney, or, or walking the halls or doing an early morning workout? Have, have people been talking some about politics? And I'd love to know how that's felt. People have definitely been talking about politics. I think it's a very it's an issue that everyone's talking about just because of how close it is and honestly how it will affect our lives in the future. Because if you think about it, even if you can't vote in this election, in a couple of years, you'll be old enough where it will affect you because you will be an adult. So I think it's something that's very prominent because people have been talking about it and it's something that you hear a lot, which is interesting. And juxtapose that you were a freshman during the 2016 election, Laura. Yeah. Tell us, tell us, um, do you have any recollection of the, of the election of 2016? It didn't really affect me that much because I knew that I wouldn't be old enough to have those like taxes or anything, like anything like that to affect me as much. So it didn't really, I didn't really think about it that much, but I know now that because I'm going to be 18 in May, so soon I will be affected by those things. So that's why I want people to be able to vote and like make decisions and have a voice. Curious also, I want to dwell on this for, for a second with, uh, with all of you, wondering what it's felt like to be uh, on campus and dealing with people with lots of different viewpoints around which candidate is the right candidate and which ideology is the right ideology. How has that felt? And have you had any moments where you've, you felt like you've had good, brave conversations where you've said, 
what you've needed to say in a way that was constructive. Has that happened for any anybody? Yeah, um, we were we had a few guys uh, at at lunch one time. We were talking about it, and uh, I think it really just came down to like your background, almost where you were from, you know, how you were like growing up, what your parents thought. Um, but every all of the debates usually were very like civilized, no fighting, no some yelling when you know some of the guys would get pretty passionate about stuff. But everything was no fights. Everything was very like under. I guess we understood each other where they were coming from because everyone grows up in totally different experiences and where you come from, you know, it just plays kind of a big role, how you feel and see about things. No, but in, uh, in my SEO class, we were, we were actually, uh, this topic had kind of came up about politics and people were kind of voicing their opinions on just, you know, how, how the past year went and this, uh, this upcoming election. And, and, and what I said was, I just feel like now as, because I'm 18, and even if you're not 18, I feel like it's important to really like do your research and for yourself. Because if you just listen to the news, it's uh, sometimes can be manipulative, and I feel like you need to do your own research so you have your own answers and things like that. Um, because now that our generation, it, it, it's you see one thing, you believe it. I think you should uh, just go deeper and try to find your own, you know, your own understanding to it. I agree. I'm shot. Uh, I'm nodding in agreement with Zaire on that one. And I think that when we when we think about those moments when uh, there has been some uh, disagreement that has not necessarily been constructive around these issues, uh, I'm, I'm curious what we've learned from those, because I've had some really meaningful talks with with kids about those moments over the last couple of weeks, because there have been a few squabbles where kids have, have really disagreed and they haven't put, put their best selves into those disagreements. And I'm curious if you've, if you've seen any of that, if you've participated in any of that, if, if, uh, if, if that's kind of part of the, the conversation among students. Well, I've seen it. I've seen it before, but I think I've tried to, stay out of it more so because I know that everyone's going to have their own opinion. And at the end of the day, arguing about it, is it going to solve the issue? To uh, So I feel like there's a different way to go about those things. And, and if you can't find a middle of an agreement, just go, you know, just, just go yourself ways and do your own thing. Um, but like I always tell all my friends at the end of the day, you shouldn't be out here telling people necessarily who, or, or who you're voting for instead of what you believe in. You know, I think there's a fine line in between. Um, and I think that's where the problem might start because some people get offended, which is which is okay. So I, I, I think that's why you should just keep that fine line right there. Yeah, I think that I think that's right. And, and I'd like to think that we have been pretty intentional about talking about how we talk to each other this year. We have unrolled that very intentionally. Do you feel like, I'd love to know your perspectives on how, uh, how we've handled community discourse at a time when we are not physically together very much. If you feel like anything has sunk in, and if so, what, what do you think that might be? 
I feel like uh, the teachers and some of the, a lot of the dorm parents have done a pretty good job of helping kids out and doing things that, you know, if there's been some disagreements or someone, you know, there's, they're really there to help. I know Mr. Skelly, when he was uh, still teaching, did a very good job of informing kids on what is going on rather than trying to push them one way or the other. So like, I respected that a lot. And he just did a, like, he even was one of the reasons, when we, we'll get into this later when you said about voting, he was probably one of the main reasons I wanted to get out and vote this year because he just did such a good job of, I guess you would say, showing me what to do, not telling me mm-hmm. how to do it. And that gets back to Zaire's point as well about, about what our values are. And our values are, I think, that because we want to instill in kids responsibility, we want them to have responsibility over understanding what they believe and why, and then acting on that belief by voting. I, I would imagine that there are uh, some schools that are, are vastly more polarized, perhaps even than, uh, than many communities. I feel like, what it feels like to me is that we're doing really well. There have been some sparks that have maybe ignited into some heated conversations with kids, but there are a lot of conversations that are going the right way as a way of building understanding and showing, helping people to understand our differences, building empathy. And what this is really pointing me toward is this key question in this conversation. And that is, what do you think we can be doing better? to make this community stronger and healthier so that kids become more responsible, become more respectful of each other and of themselves and become more inclusive. I mean, personally, I think um, the community has done a really like great job of taking care of that. I think, honestly, it's kind of up to each individual person to you know, start to take responsibility and be inclusive and be respectful. Um, I think, you know, you can't really force a student to do so because then they'll just like resent you more. But I mean, I really think it's just a part of growing up. And I think Brewster, you know, being like most of us are boarders, we have like a lot of independence. And I think like Brewster helps us develop that independence, which helps us grow up, which then like teaches us to be inclusive and responsible um, and respectful. Yeah, um, kind of like what she said. It's it's essentially up to every one person, um, and obviously you have your leaders in the community and 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 people that you want to voice you know voice voice out your message that you feel like the kids will listen to. But at the end of the day, um, I feel like no matter what information you might give someone or how much you might try to help or change, it's it has to start with them and. When it starts with one, I feel like that puts out good energy and everybody will start to follow. But, you know, we need to start somewhere. So you can only do so much. And I feel like kids have been doing a lot, a lot of good in this regard this year. And so proud of the school, so proud of of all four of you, even before we get to this this matter of uh, the vote itself. Right. 
it sounds like we've kind of covered it without covering it in some ways because you've all brought it up really naturally. I'd love to hear from you, Jack, about a little bit more about about what uh, what's exciting to you about about this. So, uh, so coming from a public school where they would like kind of like be like, oh, here's you know voting, and it, that was kind of where it stopped. Where this year, it's a lot of. You should you should go vote and you should do this you should do that which I think is really nice um, especially this year I think this is like one of probably looking towards the future is gonna be one of the biggest elections in the history of the United States just because it's almost like a perfect storm of things mm-hmm. happening right now this year has been you know the year of COVID uh, a lot of civil unrest within the country um, the candidates themselves there's been a lot of controversy going on so it's like and you have a generation I, I believe coming up that wants to actually make a difference and get out there and vote as it's been seen that voting rates have been low i think our generation really wants to get that up so i think um just all all that coming together this year is going to be a pretty big election and coming here with mr Skelly when we spent two weeks going over the electoral college and why we should vote and that really was like all right now i'm really going to get out I'm gonna go go vote. If if it wasn't New Jersey, go vote here. Says I'll I'll be here during the election. Um, yeah, that was kind of really the main reasons why I decided to vote in New Hampshire this year. And now an interesting question. The as I as I think about this matter of voting, to me, uh, I am utterly uninterested, actually in. The, your candidate of choice. But if you can channel your candidate of choice and imagine if you were to change that candidate of choice to the other candidate, would you feel as comfortable at Brewster as you do now? Um. Which is to say, if you were going to vote for the Republican nominee and you changed it to the Democratic nominee, or if you were going to vote for the Democratic nominee and you changed it to the Republican nominee? So, um, personally, I'm not old enough to vote yet. Um, But, you know, the question has come up from many people, especially, like, my family, like, if you could vote, who would you vote for? Um, And in all honesty, I think, you know, I, like, had someone in mind, but if I were to switch, I think... I think Brewster, because it is such, like, an inclusive place, I mean, I would feel comfortable. Um, But I also know that it just, like, no matter who you're voting for, like, it's going to be controversial to someone. You know, as much as, like, this community is, like, one big, like, family or whatever, there's also, you know, individuals that are, you know, always going to have a problem with it. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily about being comfortable because I think, like, you know, sometimes you have to lean into discomfort, like, for your beliefs. And I think that that's true. But I also think that, like, there's only, you know, so much that you can do to feel comfortable. And I think by, you know, switching a vote personally, like, speaking from my perspective, um, I would feel comfortable. Um, I think, you know, I choose to, like, respect and, like, accept everyone's opinion, no matter who they're voting for. Um, and I kind of hope that they would do the same if like I were to have to like switch my vote. I think adding on to the controversial part about the votes is, I think that's another thing that I feel like that's a good thing 
because that's what makes Brewster so diverse. If everyone was just oh so pent on the same idea, would we still be able to say that we're that much diverse in our community? I, I don't think so. So I think that, that all the different people having different views is what makes Brewster so diverse and such a great school to come to. Wow, you just uh, I, I just learned something really important there. And I want to ex- give a little background. The reason why I was asking the question was because I want this place to be comfortable for conservative kids, for liberal kids, for kids who are politically agnostic, as long as we can exist in that space together and make and make it work. And what you reminded me of as someone who is kind of conflict averse, to tell you the truth, is that creative conflict is generative and can bring things to the table that that make us all better. So thank you, uh, Sydney and Jack, for that. That's a super important point. Uh, this is when you go to school and the kids are the teacher. So curious if, if you have any, any broader thoughts about... Uh, where this this experience in COVID, in community, in uh, political controversy, in uh, the social upheavals that have been occurring, uh, in what Jack describes aptly as the perfect storm that is this year, what do you have one thought that you will take away with you from experiencing those that perfect storm again uh, at Brewster? I feel like kind of just knowing that in a way, like no matter what, like if COVID didn't happen this year, kind of knowing that this election would have been so different, like completely different. Like, because I think one of the biggest issues in the election is how the candidates are going to deal with COVID in the future, because clearly it's not going away by itself. Like there's there, something has to be done where we have to, um, I don't know what the word is called, but we have to like step in and do something and take action because I feel like in past elections, it wouldn't, if like, if this didn't happen, it wouldn't have been a, this big of an issue. And I feel like maybe this election wouldn't have been this big to people. Um, yeah, I think going back to the, the whole COVID thing is speaking from someone who was in lockdown for like three months, like I literally, I didn't leave my house for three months starting in March, um, we don't want to, they talk about like living with COVID that would like in the future, like talking for someone that's been through the whole lot, like I don't want to live with COVID, you know? So I want the the president to make that one of his top priorities of how we're going to handle COVID, how are we going to handle if there is imbalances of it spiking, spiking, not spiking. So like, I think that's one of the also one of the main reasons I'm going out and voting this year is because that's probably one of the biggest biggest issue we've probably had in our lives for us students here. Um, I think like personally for me, if there was like one big takeaway like from COVID and just like everything going on is like you can really only do your part. Um, you can't really like force other people to. You can't like you know try to like persuade them and. I think it's like you have to kind of just like have a little bit of faith. And I think, you know, if there's like really one big takeaway for me, it's just like you can do your part and you can hope that other people can. And you can like try to have other people do it, but just like do what you can. And like don't worry about what other people are doing and like don't focus on that. Just like do what you can. Just to touch back uh, about the voting 
I, I also agree that um, how, however the future president is going to handle COVID is going to play a part in who gets picked. But as we all know, actions, you know, one of my favorite things to go by is actions speak louder than words. And unfortunately, the way how it works is you, you can't see one's action until after they get elected, really. But we've only, uh, with the top two people, we've only seen one out of the two action because he's going on trying to be reelected. So you either got to take a gamble or, you know, just whatever you want to do. So I feel like this election is, like Jack said, is going to be probably go down as one of the biggest ones to to rewrite history and and change what we want. Because I see a lot of people advocating and talking about it, but it starts now to go in um, and actually voting to make the change. So kind of going off of like the actions speak louder than words. It's also like people can say that they really care about the election, but you don't know until if like, if they are eligible to vote and if they say, Oh, I'm so into this election, but if they don't go out and vote when they're old enough and they're able to, it kind of shows how they really feel and just like how the actions they take kind of show that. So I think that we should, uh, after all of these incredibly uh, wise thoughts from four wonderful teachers. I think we should probably wrap this up because uh, you all have sports to go to, and uh, I'm jealous about that because <laughs> I I do not have sports to go to. But I, I'd like to conclude uh, first by saying thank you to all four of you. I'm looking all four of them in the eyes right now. Thank you also to Marta and Lynn who are in here uh, managing the production of this podcast. And I feel so profoundly grateful to have had the experience in the community with you four and 300 something odd other wonderful adolescents, because it reminds me that even in the midst of all of these times, we can do stuff. We can grow together. We can learn together. We can have some joy. We can have interesting conversations. And it gives me hope that there is going to be life beyond. And, and having a much more rich experience with kids this year in many ways, ironically, than usual. More intense conversations, more meaningful discussions, even though some of them have taken place on Zoom. It makes me feel like uh, the world is in really good hands with such thoughtful, wise people. You're all two, two 18-year-olds here and two 17-year-olds here, two people who are going to vote, two who probably, I would imagine, wish that they could vote. And all, uh, all four of them, as a representation of the broader culture here at Brewster, suggests there is connection happening. There is meaning and value to being together. And being together in the hard times is actually probably way more interesting and generative than when uh, it's a beautiful spring day and there's not a worry in the world. So with that in mind, it is not a beautiful spring day. It is an absolutely <laughs> decent fall afternoon and the sun is setting. So I, I encourage you all to zip off to sports knowing that you've got my gratitude and let me know how I can return the favor. So thank you all. Thank you, thank you so much.